So in order to solve those two problems, I got creative. But uh, the idea is that I invest my money into other people's houses and then I sell the house for them at the top of the market. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Adam, AAA Adams, and really excited today because we're really going to get into some creative stuff on exactly how you can do a couple of things. Number one, how do you become the contractor, the investor, and the agent on a deal, even if you're not an agent, even if you're not a contractor? How are you getting paid on all parts? Uh, the second thing that I wanted to share uh, that we are going to share with you, and I'm excited because we're really going to talk about not just giving people the hammer. And what I mean by giving people the hammer is not just coming in there and saying, I can, I can pay fast cash and, and that's it. I can, I, can, I can hit this hammer really, really hard. We're going to be talking about a couple other options that you will be able to do when you want to close on your next fix and flip, on your next rental. There's this cool, interesting thing that I'm going to be talking about with Eric Young today, who is actually one of the sponsors, the, he, he is the sponsor of the show right now. And we're really grateful to be partnered with him. He's a great guy. And I wanted to bring him on the show to really just show you what it is that he's doing and how you can implement it. Because one of the coolest things that's going to happen for you if you use the fix and list uh, secret is this. If you're using the fix and list secrets, you're not actually holding the property when the market goes down. And right now we're in, a, in tough times. The market's going to go down. So you're going to have this opportunity to be able to make more money in three different ways by offering more value to the people that you're working with. And you're going to reduce the risk for you. So welcome to the show. Mr. Eric Young, I'm glad to have you. Thanks for, for having me on the show. Really, really appreciate it. So the, the fix and list deal is something that I created to solve two problems that I was facing. Uh, there was about uh, an eight-year period where I was trying to uh, flip houses full-time. So it started off just uh, one house at a time. It was a night and weekend kind of thing. So I had my day job and I would uh, go flip houses after work. And what I found is that it, it it's tremendously hard to get enough capital. You know, if you don't have a rich, rich uncle or a lot of money, private money sitting around somewhere, to be able to get your hands on enough properties to fix and flip to do it full time is a is a pretty big feat. So, uh, I was running up into just even after I had turned my ten thousand dollar money that I kind of started with up and uh, turned that into eighty thousand, I still could only afford the down payment money to get hard money loans for like two two projects at a time. So it was becoming pretty evident that it was going to be a long haul to get to the point where I could flip houses full time. So I had to figure out how could I flip more houses so I could make more money uh, with, without having more money in the bank. That was my first problem. And then the second problem is I, I watched a bunch of people lose everything they had right when I got started. So I started in 2008, right after the crash. Uh, there was uh, people around me that that I watched lose everything. And I didn't want to, there's no, there's no use in starting a business and trying to build up your capital. If you know, it, it's just a ticking time bomb, you know, at some time you're going to lose it all. So what's the point? Like why even build your wealth? If you're, you're sitting in a strategy that's going to lose it all as soon as the market turns. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's going to turn right now from this coronavirus that's going on. I, I have no idea how this is going to play out. You know, this, this could be it. It could be the prick or it could, 
be something we recover from fast and and maybe there's a downturn in a couple more years, right? Who, I don't have a crystal ball, but either way, at some point, the market's going to correct. And if you're flipping houses and you're flipping enough houses that you can make a full-time living off of it, you're going to be exposed to the point where it will, it'll wipe you out. And so I needed to solve that problem. So in order to solve those two problems, I got creative and my, my dad was a banker. I spent, I have to credit him with at least at least half of this. We spent a lot of time brainstorming to come up with what I came up with. But uh, the idea is that I invest my money into other people's houses and then I sell the house for them at the top of the market. So for that house seller, I'm the contractor, I'm the realtor, and I'm their investor. And so the, the house seller can get sometimes as much as $50,000 more than they could selling with the traditional realtor. So the, the house seller is a big winner in this equation. I'm a big winner because I'm only going to pay for the uh, value of the renovation. So instead of having to come to the table with enough money to buy the house and fix it up, I just have to get a loan big enough to, that's uh, when I started off, just had to get a loan big enough to cover the renovation. And I, you'll find too, if you do enough of these, you build your capital pretty fast and you won't need loans at all. But to start with, it's a lot easier to get the money. You just need enough for the renovation. Uh, and then after it's it's fixed up and sold, everybody wins, you know? So on top of uh, not having to come up with the money to buy the house and not having to get a mortgage, the uh, I also don't take on the market risk because I'm not on title. And if the market crashes in the middle of the deal, the homeowner is the one that's holding that risk. They're the one that, that they're going to be the one that take the hit on the back end price. But that's kind of how it should be anyway, because that they're the ones that, had the house to sell and they were going to experience that whether I came along or I, or I didn't. Yeah. So. And actually I don't think it's, it just sounds like it's not even going to be as big of a hit anyway. So like, yeah, you, yeah. you're saying, you know, they were at risk on their own and now you became their contractor, their realtor, you're, you're helping them to make it sure that it goes, but because you're adding value to the property, um, it just sounds like, uh, their, their risk would be a little bit mitigated. It, it won't be as big, but what's, it's also really cool that the risk isn't on you. So if you're flipping a few houses at a time, you're, you're not going to take like that big hit if something like that happens. So I, wanna, I do want to ask you, though, um, just, to, just to clarify, Eric, um, you said that for the seller, you're the contractor, the something else, and the realtor. What was the other thing, the contractor, the... Realtor and the investor. Oh, and the investor. Okay. So do you buy it after you sell it or how do you become the investor? All right. So I never take title, but okay. uh, there's several documents that I'll sign with the homeowner. Uh, one of them is a note and a deed. And so that are two of them, the note and the deed. That's the part where I'm the investor. Uh, I'm kind mm -hmm. of like a homeowner could go to a bank and get a HELOC or a second second mortgage to get some cash out of their property to renovate it. This is a way where I become the bank and I give myself cash. So if you think of it this way, uh, before we start, I am their banker and I give myself the cash to renovate their house and they have no payments and no interest. So before they met me, they just say they have just one, the first mortgage. When uh, we sign the documents, they take a sec I take a second lien position so now they have a second mortgage with me, but my mortgage has no payments and no interest. And I don't actually give them the cash. I use the cash to renovate their house. And so that 
that lean position that I take as their investor, uh, that's what helps protect me, uh, my asset, the money I'm going to put into their property uh, so I can renovate their house and uh, not worry about them deciding they don't want to sell when I'm done. Okay. I love that. So you said that you, um, you basically lend the money to yourself. You're the, you're the investor, you're the contractor, you're the realtor. And as you're being the contractor, you're investing, you're lending yourself money. Um, that was a little confusing to me, like how it works. If, and so I'm, I imagine that the listener is like, well, asking the same question. So can you go in just a little bit more detail on how it works to be able to like lend yourself money so that you can work on this house that somebody else owns that you have a note and a deed on? Yeah, I think maybe the easiest way to fully grasp it is if we just use a, an example with some even numbers. Yeah. So let's say someone has a house that's worth uh, $200,000 in its current condition and that it would be worth $300,000 if uh, it was fully renovated. And let's say the, so kitchen, bathrooms, flooring, paint, say it was going to cost about $30,000 with the labor and material to, to make that transition. Uh, in a deal like that, the, I would offer the homeowner to uh, renovate their house if they reimburse me $45,000 at closing. So the note in the deed that we're going to record, record against the property is going to be for that $45,000. So, so now my position's secured against the property. I use my own money to fix up their house, or if I needed to, I can easily get an unsecured line of credit from something like lightstream.com, or th there's several places you can go to get cheap money. But you get use the money to hire out the work. So in, in my case, I have carpenters and plumbers and HVAC guys and electricians that I hire, but uh, you could also just hire a GC out. So let's say that same work that's $30,000, if you weren't a contractor, you could just hire a contractor. Uh, if you're, you'd pay them somewhere around 35, that $5,000 premiums, the management fee, because all a contractor is, is the guy that's going to hire the, the different entities. So you can either be that yourself and, and keep a little more money or you can hire it out. So the, the work gets done. Let's fast forward, right? So work, work's done. House looks beautiful. I've spent $30,000. There's a note and a deed in, that's, that's in place and recorded with the county for $45,000. The house sells for $400,000. Um, out of those proceeds, the, the title company is going to pay off the first mortgage. Let's say it was I don't know, Wells Fargo and $100,000, right? So they get their $100,000 back. Uh, then the next lien holder is myself. So I'm going to get the check for 45,000, but I'm only into it for 30. So there's $15,000 of profit there. Uh, and then the commissions, which one's going to be. Um, so when I first started this, I was also the realtor, but what I've learned over time that it's much more effective and better to not be the realtor. So you can do a fix and list deal and not be the contractor like I just kind of explained, you could hire somebody else to be the contractor and control the work. And you don't have to be the realtor either. You can give the listing to somebody else, right? So that's, that's what I've learned is be a little more effective. And when you do that, you can ask for a referral fee, right? So in the example we just talked about, the house sells for 300,000. I make get reimbursed for the renovation, make that 15,000. Well, there's also the 6% commission that the seller has to pay for us to list and sell their house. And out of that 3.2% is kept from the listing side. And I'll normally keep 1.4%. And the realtor that I had list and sell the house will keep the other 1.8. Um, so. so I want to go into this 
you have a $200,000 house in its current state, but there's an ARV, an after repair value. If you do some work on it, $300,000. And then you might come in and do $30,000 in labor, but you put a note and a deed and you record it with the county, record it with the state, record it with the municipality and or the city, whatever ends up being um, in that place. And that's for 45000 And then later on, you will sell the property. The owner is going to make more money than they would have if they just sold it to you or any other investor. And um, you're going to do the work or you're going to hire out the work. And then there's going to be a commission of one. There's going to be commission of six-ish percent. 1.4 of that will go to you just for referring it to somebody else, which uh, by the math of that would be another $5,000-ish. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so you'll work on this for just a couple of months, and you'll have multiple of these going at the same time, but you're not going to have the risk, but you might make on each property $20,000. And another cool, cool thing is the, the taxes – um, are going to be, I, I assume the taxes are a little bit easier to uh, adjust when you're working as a contractor for this rather than selling these on your own because they would have had to pay taxes when they sell plus you and now you're, you're minimizing the way that that works and you're making 20 grand per each of these properties you can do or any other amount, right? And, the, and, the, and then so I have a question. Are you, if in this case that it is 1.4% and the 15K spread, does, does all the rest of the net proceeds go to the seller or are you splitting those two? No, the rest of the net proceeds okay. all go to the seller. And cool. that's a key piece because that knife cuts both ways, right? So as long as they're getting all the net proceeds, whether it sells for more or less than that 300,000 we were targeting when we first met, in that example, uh, that's going to affect the seller's proceeds in both directions. And one of the things that um, made me curious was when you said that you used to do this as the realtor and get the full commission, but it, you, I think you said it works better yes. if you're not the realtor and you just pass it on to somebody. So if you could just share with the listener why it works better for them if you pat why it works better for you or the seller if you pass this on to a different real estate agent yeah so what happened is that at first I, i'd bring in the leads which so i set up a google ads account and a facebook account that kind of work in unison and it brings in motivated seller leads the leads come in so i either i get i get a text message from a crm that all the leads go into saying, Hey, new lead came in. So I'd be calling these people, a text would come in around the clock. I'd be trying to, when I first started trying to do my day job, I got texts from leads coming in. I'm trying to sneak away, call these people, set up meetings. So I'm going to these people's houses on nights and weekends, meeting with them, trying to close deals. And I was at the point where I could close somewhere around one and five. Uh, deals. I found that when I hand the leads off, it's about one in 10 deals. So if you have someone that's a, a green realtor or, or not as experienced with closing leads, it's still about one in 10 they can close. But still, even at one in five, that's a lot of meetings when you're still doing your, your day job to just go land one deal. 
Um, so, so I'd go through all that. I'd get the deal. And then after the renovation was done, I'm the realtor. So I'm getting all the phone calls from the people that want to uh, put in offers and all the back and forth and negotiations mm. and all. At the same time now that I'm also trying to work my day job and I'm also trying to go on more new motivated seller lead appointments. Okay. So, so in order to take like over 90% of the time commitment out of this whole system and still keep the majority of the profit, you know, I give away somewhere in the example we just said, I'd give away about six, $7,000 to a realtor. Uh, so what the part of the commission they keep, what I found works better is I have the leads come in and they go straight to the realtors that work with me. So immediately they get the text message. I don't get the text message. They're calling to set up the meeting. I'm not going to the meetings. They're going to the motivated sellers houses. They're explaining the three options. We have three options, which we can circle back to that. They give them three offers and they'll find the deals that work. Uh, then I'm involved just to double check all the numbers before we sign documents. And then uh, I, I make sure the work gets done. And the realtor is the one that's listing, negotiating back and forth and closing the deal at the end. So before we get into the three options, and I'm excited to do that, um, I wanted to find out just a little bit about, well, I, I, really what I wanted to do is, is point out Henry Ford, who, who decided to kind of ha create this factory where one person's job is just to put the windshield on and one person's job is just to, just to put the wheel on. And, uh, you know, even when people are building things like guns, there was a time where everybody would like hand build a gun and somebody else would hand build a gun, but like you couldn't get parts swapped out. But when they switched it to one person really going into their, their superpower uh, and doing the thing that they're really good at, they found that the guns, uh, that you actually made more guns, you actually made more Ford trucks, you actually, um, it, this, this assembly line, is a huge benefit. When I first started my uh, real estate syndication business, we were thinking that all of the people in our team would have to call brokers. All of the people would have to underwrite deals. All of the people in our team would have to um, do all of the parts. And it actually ended up being really stressful for my team. And it wasn't until we, we decided to divide and conquer that we started seeing true success. And, and that's, I feel like that's what you're saying here is even when you're really greedy and you're like, no, I want that whole commission. You're actually holding yourself back. And when you can let other people do what they're really good at and you do your, the part that you're really good at, even though you might be missing another five grand or whatever uh, on each property, you're doing a lot more properties. Is that kind of what, what I'm hearing? That's exactly what you're hearing. Yeah. Like I'm, I've got 15 pro properties going right now. There's no way that I could have 15 properties going if I was the realtor on every one of those. It would, it would be, it'd be impossible. So I think you, yeah. I got capped out around your three or four and you know, that was it. I was my own bottleneck. So I had to yeah. get out of my own way and figure out how to just more efficiently do this. I think it took, it took a lot of the stress. It's more fun for me now too do a lot more deals, make a lot more money and have a lot less stress. Yeah, I love it. All right, so let's talk about uh, just, let's get into the three options and then, we'll, and then we'll get into our final five. So what are the three options that the, these real estate agents that are working with you are giving to the 
sellers. Yeah. So the leads we bring in are motivated house sellers. So these are people that would go to Google and type in like sell my house fast or we buy houses, something kind of like along those lines. So if you can picture in your head, the other people they might be meeting with, right? It's going to be um, the we buy ugly houses company, home investors, you know, it's, it's other investors that are going to show up to their house. So we show up and knowing there's also going to be other people competing with us. They're showing up, just giving them a low cash offer. We show up and we give them the low cash offer, but we tell them right away, they shouldn't take it that we'd buy your house for cash. And here's what we give you for it, but it's a bad decision unless you absolutely have to, you know, unless time is so valuable to you that it's worth giving up 20, 30, 40, 50,000 or more. Um, you shouldn't take this offer. So we give them the cash offer. Then we show them what we could get them if we just list and sell their house, like a traditional realtor. So, so they understand right away how much money they're, they would be leaving on the table to sell it to us for cash. And then we'll show them how they can even get more money. This is in most cases, not all. Every house and neighborhood is a little different, but most of the time it works out where the third offer, the fix and list offer is even more than the the, how much money they can get with a realtor. We show them if we go, if we go about it this way, you're probably going to walk away with about this much money. So, so we give them apples to apples comparison. You know, when this is all done, you're done paying for all the fees, the realtors, all, all the stuff. You can either have this amount of money, the cash offer, this amount of money, the list as is offer, or you can have this most of the time, biggest amount of money if we do a fix mm. and list. You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> so I, I did try to do some fix and fix flips. I didn't think I did I don't even remember now, eight fix and flips over like two and a half years. Um, and we were also trying to do wholesaling. We all, we did a lot of um, direct mail and, you know, I, I was, I'm a dad and I've got my two kids and I'm always trying to, you know, get them out of school. And it was, it was, it was rough for me on my own, the way that I was doing it. And I, and I really want to point this out because it just, it shows the wisdom behind how you're doing it now. Like you and your dad, who is a banker and you sat down and try to fix all these problems together and you, you together came up with something that would really work. And the, the three options is, is brilliant. we on this show, we had uh, Matt Terrio come on and he also talked about the three option LOI, the letter of intent. And um, what I want to state, that's that was the most um, it, that impressed me the most about what you said is how you start by saying we can do this fast cash thing, but you shouldn't take it unless you absolutely have to. Um, what I love about starting out there is that you're gaining a lot of credibility. Number one, you you're already demolishing all of the competition. Okay, this isn't what I was doing when I was knocking on my doors when I told you that I I did eight in like two and a half years. Um, this is not what I was doing. I was, I was going there and trying to convince somebody, nope, your house is only worth 200. I can only give you 200. That's just, what, that's just the way it is. And they're like, no, it's worth more. And so I was spending a lot of time trying to convince people to sell that to me for cash. And I wasn't using multiple tools in my tool belt. Re the real creative uh, real estate is when you have a hammer, a screwdriver, uh, uh, you name it, all of the tools in the tool, shell, uh, tool belt where you can walk up and you can say, look, I can hit, a, hit this with a hammer 
but you shouldn't have me hit this with a hammer because these other things seem like they would work better for you. And then you say, unless you absolutely have to do this, don't do it. I believe that that not only demolishes your competition who are trying to be like I was when I was like, it's a hammer, it's a hammer, it's a hammer. It's the only way to go is sell it to me at a, at a huge discount. But you're, you're, you're the voice of reason. Like we could do this, but don't do it unless you really have to. I think that builds a lot of trust. And then you go into the second option and then you go to the third option and say, this is what I think will work best for you. And now you sound like a doctor who is spending the time to diagnose the problem. Um, now it, it's like, you know, you, you could take this and this is what would happen. I don't recommend it. You could take this and this is what would happen. If you need to, maybe, but the, really the, from what I'm hearing from you, your best option is fix and list deal. And um, I feel like you're probably getting a lot more success than other folks that are, that are out there. And it's all because how you're perceived from with with these owners with these sellers so i love this three options and i'm glad that we were able to dive into it on within the program that you have because you teach other people how to do fix and list secrets you you teach other people how to how to how to make these deals come together how to not just have a hammer but have the hammer the screwdriver and the you know the tool that really works for the for people um if, if someone joins, goes to that free video series or, or joins, you know, your, your program to really learn how to do this in full depth, what is it that they're really going to take away from that? Like, how is it going to help them in their business, in, in what they're doing? Eric, what's going to happen if, if they go to and watch that free video and finally just say, yeah, I'm just going to watch the free video. What are they going to gain from it? And so I don't hold anything back in that free video. They can go watch that video and it's going to outline what we've been talking about in, in a lot more detail. So every piece, the, the contracts that we're going to um, execute with the seller. And then from there, someone can go implement it on their own or they could purchase the course, Fixing the Secrets, which I have priced very competitively. It's a $297 course. Wow. And in the course, it's about how to create the engine, the, the business around this. It's, it's how to set up everything, but the Google ads, Facebook, all, all, all of that to actually implement the, the, the idea that we go over for free in the, in the video. Okay. So you're actually teaching them how to do the ads too. Cause that's, yes. that's the hard part. I'm going to tell you, that's the part that frustrated me the most when I was doing, when I was doing uh, fix and flips, like probably the reason why Adam Adams is not this famous fix and flipper right now is because I was like trying to figure out these ads, but for 200 and whatever bucks, 97, I don't remember what you said, 200, 300 bucks, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I could have, I could have been a multimillionaire. I could have been making, doing 15 of these going at the same time. So uh, yeah, I just wish I could go back three or four or five years and, 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 know how to get the marketing out it's, that's a super valuable thing that you're offering i don't know if you know that but that's that's the missing piece for me is like what am i going to do with this marketing because it wasn't really converting right but yeah. you're obviously converting you're doing 15 at the same time so uh, awesome stuff so it's it's fixenlistsecrets.com 
That's where yes. they're going to go to kind of get that free video. And if they want to join the course, it's, it's very affordable too. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to take, if you're okay with it, Eric, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the final five. Hey, it's Adam Adams. And I want to take a second to say thank you to one of our sponsors. Now, if you've tried to earn a full-time income flipping houses, the traditional way, you know, it takes a lot of money. Putting 10 or 20% down on each house adds up fast. Plus, you could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars if you get caught holding a few houses when the market crashes. Well, what if I told you that there was a better way to flip houses? A way that didn't require much upfront capital, a way that made it easy to find more fix and flip deals than you could even handle, and best of all, a way that insulated you from losing all your money in a market crash. Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a simple way to quit your job and flip houses full-time. It's called Fix and List Deal. Eric Young used the strategy to quit his job, double his income, and become a self-made house flipper in less than a year. Eric's a real estate investor located in Denver, and he's perfected the fix and list strategy over the last four years, and he's got a free giveaway. Learn how you can implement the fix and list strategy by watching Eric's free video lessons at fixandlistsecrets.com. It may just change your life. And we're back with Mr. Eric Young, and we're going to get into the final five. But Eric, I just, I just want to say again, I've been thinking through the break how that's just incredible that you're bringing out um, that really, really, really tough thing that, that I wish that I had back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, you actually uh, picked out what I think is the most valuable thing in that whole course. It, it took me a lot of time and over $10,000 in courses to figure out how to do Google, Google AdWords. And when you set up this business, the, the thing that makes it rain is bringing the leads in. That's the thing that you need to, to own and control because the person who controls the leads kind of controls the whole business. And all the other aspects of it, you can hire out like realtors, contractors, but bringing the leads in is the thing that if you own it, you control the whole business. And in the course, I, within an hour, uh, you could have three and a half years worth of data for your local market in a Google AdWords account up and ready to go. Yeah. I know there's other courses that go into that that are upwards of 10,000. Um, I purposely have the course priced cheap like I do because I, I want to bring as many people into it as possible and um, have as many success stories as I can before uh, raising the price. Awesome. Awesome. So now's the time, right? Uh, all right. So it sounds like a sales pitch. And, and I, so for, so listener, forgive me, but I do think you should at least go and check out the free part, right? And if, if, it, if it's your choice, if you want to join this while it's super inexpensive and very affordable, do it. Um, Eric, so the first question of the final five is, is your most creative deal. So if you want to just share your most creative deal. Uh, it's a fix and list deal. Like we've been talking about that. Definitely my most creative. There's one that I, I did where somebody owned, uh, they had $120,000 in debt on a small business loan and they had went through foreclosure and the bank was willing to reduce it down to 80 if they paid it off by a certain time frame. It was a, a settlement sort of deal. And it, it was a win-win for both of us because it made the deal safer for me because I could get rid of that lien off the title. It would just be me and the first, the main bank. Uh, it was a win for them because it wiped out an extra 40 grand on their, what they owed. So I paid off the whole SBA uh, loan, the $80,000. So he could have his $120,000 debt uh, wiped down to 80. And then we did a fix and list deal on top of so, that. Cool. What's a book you recommend? Uh, built to sell, built to sell. Who write? Who wrote that? Do you know? Uh, I don't 
No, All right, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. No, no biggie. All right. So the next question is, where were you five years ago? So I know you've been in real estate for 12 years already, um, but five years ago, where were you? What were you thinking about? What were you going through? What were you nervous about? And then the second part of the same question is just telling us where you plan to be in five years from today. Perfect. So five years ago, I was grinding it out. I, I had my day job. I was a superintendent for a local construction company. And I was working nights, weekends, pretty much around the clock, trying to also flip houses to build up enough money that I could quit my day job and flip houses full time. Barely got to see my family. It, it was definitely a grind. Um, and in five years from now, I'm hoping that I can put even more systems and management in place to grow Denver Property Flip more and be able to focus more and more of my, of my time into helping people across the nation build up the exact same, uh, the same business model that I am using the fixed and low secrets model. Awesome. How do you give back? Uh, so right now I have a Facebook group that I'm doing free mentorship with. So anybody that... Um, buys that course, or even just watches the, the, the free video, I invite them to join that Facebook group. And I'm in there answering questions, doing videos one-on-one to help look at people's websites, their marketing, um, free one-on-one mentorship. Eric Young, I'm so glad that you joined us for the podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you for your sponsorship. Very grateful to be partnered in with you. It sounds like um, you, what you're doing is you're doing for the right reasons. You're helping a lot of people. And it's just I'm glad to align with somebody like you. So first off, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing here at the, at the podcast. And I do encourage the listener to go and check that out. Fixingthesecrets.com. Eric, what is the number one easiest way, best way for the listener to reach out to you, find you, get a hold of you? It's on that website, www.fixinglistsecrets.com. They get free video lesson. They can even book a free one-on-one call with me on that website. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That'll, that'll be super valuable. Eric, thank you for coming on the show, teaching us all of the steps, the strategies, the three offer, the three options that you, you guys are sharing with list, the sellers, um, exactly how you become the contractor, the investor, and the agent um, talking about how you're supposed to give off some of those pieces, even though you're thinking, oh, crap, that's some money that I'm leaving on the table. You're actually making more money by doing so. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show, and thank you for your sponsorship. I'm going to let you go now, but until next time, think outside the box. This is Jason J. Lou Lewis, co-host of the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I want to say it's an absolute honor to have you as a listener, and we thank you for tuning in today. We also want to thank our sponsor, FixAndListSecrets.com. They have that great free video lesson, and in that video lesson, you will learn to never struggle to find or fund your next fix and flip deal again. Learn how to flip houses without ever taking out a mortgage or a hard money loan. You can now flip houses full-time and not have the risk of losing money in a real estate market crash. There's a simple way to flip houses full-time, and this is it. Visit FixAndListSecrets.com. See you on the next episode.